You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. Each week, you'll hear from remarkable guests who have overcome challenges and obstacles to succeed in the face of adversity. By listening to their stories, you'll get practical tips, tools, and resources you can implement today to bust through your own internalized prisons of worry and doubt. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Hey, welcome. This is Sarah, your host of the No Labels, No Limits podcast, a podcast all about shedding limiting labels and beliefs so we can lead fulfilling, meaningful, and purposeful lives. And I believe that we are each capable of so much more than we can imagine, especially when we can live without labels or limits and live fully into the person who we were designed to be. So as I mentioned last week, this is part two of my interview with Ricky Lee and her masterclass in a closed group. So if you recall, or if this is the first time you're hearing this episode, go back and listen to part one. You'll learn more about Ricky, but we're going to pick this interview up where we left off last week. And I hope you enjoy this episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. But anyways, we want, when we bring somebody back into alignment with the virtue of earth, you know, we understand that earth wants to deeply understand things and so revisits things and revisits things and revisits things. But the virtue really is integrity to process. To what end do you need to understand? To what end do I need to solve this problem? To what end do I need to serve you? To what end do I need to deal with this problem that this patterned problem that continues to show up in my life. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it makes sense. No, you're just giving me a lot of food for thought. So um, continue on. Okay. So th- it, it makes a lot of sense because I can see elements of both of these in myself. So now I'm getting a little nervous as you're going on, but I love, I love the learning. So continue. We have yeah. more elements. Yeah, we do. Um, so the next element is fire. Um, that is my primary element. And so fire, I nicknamed the sage because we're supposed to operate from our heart. Um, Chinese medicine is all about getting the person to honor what's in here, not what's up here, not what's driving us from fear, not you know the egoic messages. We're really operating from what comes up through here. And so for you, it's serving this group of people, right? And for me, it's, it's for helping people untangle these really complex issues in a really simplified way that helps them really find freedom. And so the fire element in virtue is about trust and intimacy. It values insight and it has a deep understanding that control is an illusion, that there's absolutely no control in the universe. And so when we have a really deficient fire element, it's someone who only trusts themselves. And like, you can see a lot of that going on right now with like the political climate. It's like, we're not even open to hearing each other. We're just like strongly on each ball, right? And so 
only trust themselves cannot delegate because no one will do it right, right? Um, overly guarded and so everybody's out here. And if you, if you get too close, like that's way too vulnerable and then people start to freak out. And a really deficient fire element wants supreme control. And supreme control can look like dictator or authoritarianism. Um, supreme control can look like, don't you fucking dare, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> don't you dare do something, right? Like a mother would if like a kid was about to do something really terrible. But um, if you see a lot of that thematically in a person, you understand that the fire is really deficient and the fire is deficient because it's not really honoring what's in here. It's got a distorted view of what the virtues are. Um, and then the opposite pole, somebody who's really excess in fire is really, really chaotic. And so this chaos um, is like no self-control. This is someone who's wanting to party seven days a week, uh, 365 days a year. That, and so when I say party, it's meaning doing whatever it is that makes them feel a replacement joy for, for what it you know, instead of like the virtue of joy. So it's that speedy energy that you get from partying or doing something that really engages you, not necessarily in a healthy way, but just overly done. Yeah. Yeah. So like you can say sex addiction, um, party addiction, drug addiction. Well, not all addiction falls in that category, but like intimacy, like any form of intimacy where it's like, oh, we're just going to go have fun. Not looking for deep conversation, looking for fun and looking for a way to blow off steam. Um, you know, the irony here is they think, oh, there's like, there's no, there's absolutely no control in this, right? It's like, if I'm going out seven days a week, there's no control as to like what's happening here. But um, in many ways, it's, it's the, it's the replacement for true intimacy. Okay. And true intimacy is like a low-lying fire, like sitting around and actually opening our hearts and being heard and seen and feeling like it's a safe space. Um, and so you can see like in divorce, a lot of time, this element goes really crazy. And so like in my own life, after my own divorce, um, I started to get heart palpitations. And um, uh, one of the things that happened was I could not fall asleep at night. And it was because my fire element was just blazing up, keeping the brain stimulated with like all of these things of trying to control the situation that was really not controllable, right? So that's what you're talking about. The irony is that even though it looks chaotic, the, the underlying drive is for some sense of control. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whether it's like, I want to feel loved. I want to feel cared for. I want to feel connected because fire likes connectivity. Right. And so those connects the way that fire connects. Um, it's the only uh, element that has four different meridians represented in the body. So it's the heart, the pericardium, the small intestine, and what we call the triple warmer, which is the space on the body cavity, we measure the different levels of warmth. And so each of those goes off in a little different way, but the overall theme is like chaos and control <laughs> and, and replacement intimacy. I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> control, chaos, pull it together. Exactly. 
Um, okay, so then the next element, I like to call the strategist, it's the wood element. And so the wood element is all about clear perspective. The virtues are uh, clear perspective, flexibility and discernment with ease. Um, and so the way that this element goes off is it can be like someone who cannot see the forest or the trees, right? Um, everything is in the way. There's a roadblock here, there's a roadblock there. Everything is a roadblock and um, the agitation just grows in the body. And there's a rigidness that happens with the tendons. And you can just think of like sitting in traffic, what that does to your neck, right? And um, one of the compensations when we're stuck in this pattern is arrogance. I know all the answers, right? And so um, when you have someone, I mean, this is like, this is most Americans have this pattern at some point. And I would say uh, the longer we're in quarantine, the more we're experiencing it. <laughs> That's not hopeful, but okay, continue. <laughs> it's not hopeful, but, um, the, but aligning with the virtue is the way out. Okay. Right. <laughs> but, you know, the overall messaging from the media and just like the general gnawing at it is what creates this pattern. Right. And so I live in New Jersey. Like I live in a suburb of Philadelphia, New Jersey. So we have the New Jersey Turnpike. There's no place like the New Jersey Turnpike. Have you ever been on it? I have. And you okay. know what? It was an experience. Past tense was an experience. There are other ways to get where I'm going without sitting on the New Jersey Turnpike now. <laughs> the New Jersey Turnpike is a hostile, aggressive place. You got to be tough. You got to be tough. You got to get out of the way. And you have to be willing to cut someone off to get to where you need to go to. Um, so they're not letting you over. <laughs> so this is just like, move right like sitting outside the holland tunnel for two hours like i just want to get into the city <laughs> um and so then on the complete opposite pole we've got someone who has no plan and has like a deep resignation to whatever's happening um and it leads to depression and timidity and indecision and so like a good metaphor is like someone who just like i i know i have things to do but I think, I think I'm just going to hang out here for the afternoon. So Ricky, let me ask you, how do you differentiate that comment? I know I have things to do, but I'm going to hang out, um, which is maybe tied to being out of balance in that element to someone just saying procrastination and not trying to, you know, like, so that that isn't a way of trying to feel safe to act, but is a way to just be like detached or right. passive, I guess. So this kind of falls really in alignment with procrastination, right? Because both are temporary solutions for a long-term problem, right? I'm just going to avoid it completely now so that I can feel good in this moment. But and what happens- get worse. Yeah, what happens when we're sitting in that moment is you know, that little gnawing that starts to happen of the, whatever the story is, right? And so the story, the long-term story of wood is like, I have a direction I need to go there. And like the impulsivity of someone who lives in the wood element is pretty strong. And so to completely deny it, you're like, oh, I tried that direction, it didn't work. So I'm never, I'm never gonna try it again, right? I'm never gonna like really try to decipher out the nuance that actually would make it valuable to me and like make it work. 
Um, and so like a good indication that you have a lot of wood ele element in you is you can't stand broken things and or broken things sit around for years. So um, when I was 24, 25, and I met my um, ex-in-laws for the first time, they had a cabinet door that housed the glasses and the dishes, like the glasses and the plates that was broken for 20 years. They didn't take the cabinet door off. They didn't try to replace the hinge. It just was broken for 20 something years. And so that's an indication like, oh, there's some wood there going on. It's like, nobody took any direction. It just stayed, <laughs> right? It's like walking with a rock in your shoe instead of sitting down going, I could just take a minute, take yeah. my shoe off, get the rock out and let's then move on. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, so my mom is a, a primary wood element and my mom absolutely fixes everything, everything you could ever imagine. Like, and for a woman in her late sixties, that's pretty like bold, right? Because the world she grew up in was not women fix things, but she it was- It is today though. It is today, but it was yep. pretty bold for somebody that age. And um, so, you know, it's pretty predominant in my family though, because most of us are woody in some way or shape or form. And most of us like woodworking in some way, shape or form. Um, so that's the other thing to say about elements. Elements are kind of um, genetic. So you get your elements from your parents. So if I can identify your parents, I can see it alive in you and see, okay, did you react to their element and like do the opposite or did you just totally embody it? Um, and so you can see that in siblings a lot. It's really interesting. It's almost like you can take the elements and use birth order and see how they interact. It's really cool. It's um, like a big puzzle. It is. It is. And, um, you know, it's the, probably the most nuanced puzzle as far as um, understanding patterning in humans. And it took me three years to learn on top of a master's program. So <laughs> something. So when wood is, when wood is in balance, how is it experienced? So you talked a little bit about like when it's out of whack, mm -hmm. right? Um, but come back just for a minute and say, oh, when wood is balanced, how would we recognize it? So when what is in balance, there's a lot of spiritual faith that the job can get done and that it's going to get done. And even if we hit a roadblock, we can make a new plan or a new path and we can just go around and like say, okay, well, there's a traffic jam there. Let's, let's go see, this is another way, but there's a lot of ease in it. There's not this aggravation, this underlying like frustration that's kind of stalting all the air in the room. And you understand what it's like to be in a car with somebody who wants to get somewhere. It's like, it's stressful. And, yeah, it's super stressful, but like to embody that wholly yeah. and live life in that patterning, you, you really are stuck. And, um, you know, you can see this in organizations a lot where um, 20 years ago, someone tried something and they're like, no, that doesn't work. And it's like, well, it didn't work for that time or that place or that organization, but we could try to see if it works in this time, in this place, and in this way, and oh, by the way, what, what is the lesson I learned that I then can incorporate when we move forward this time, right? Does that sound familiar? It absolutely sounds familiar on an yeah. organizational or personal level. It's, it's too easy yeah. to believe that what is true today or was true then is true today. And there's, 
um, not necessarily evidence of that being true. It's just buying an assumption exactly. that we haven't tested to say, really, yeah. is that true? How do I know that? Yeah, so it ties into that little arrogance uh, piece because that is the word that like, you're just like, oh man, you have all the answers, right? If you've ever experienced that, like, or I have all the answers, there's like, okay, we can just be self-aware enough that like, oh, there's a little arrogance going on into like, maybe tame it back. <laughs> so that's where I was going to ask you as we come into like the last 15 minutes or so of this. Um, so now I kind of have this understanding. What do I do with it, Ricky? I mean, what would you, you know, whether I was working with you or I'm on my own and I'm just thinking, where do I start with this? How do I help myself advance towards something that is important to me? You know, that you talked about that spark or that fire that's within us in spirit. Um, how do I advance and use some of this knowledge to get going? Okay, so um, when I explained, I think I have one more element to do, but we when I explained, yeah, we've got water. But when I, when I was talking about the other elements, the first thing I did was list the virtue. And so the virtue is alignment, right? And so when we know we're out of alignment, a lot of times we don't know what direction to take in order to find alignment. The five elements defines alignment through virtues. So when I say clear perspective and ease and flexibility for wood, we understand, okay, how am I not living in alignment with those? How do I not embody those characteristics? And then we start to unpack the story we have around why we're living the way we live. You know, I had an overbearing mother, so I never actually got to choose my own direction. And now that she's gone, I have no idea what to do in life. Okay. How do we bring you into alignment with the virtues of like clear perspective? And, you know, when you have clear perspective, it's the alignment of not only what's inside your spiritual connection to yourself, but it's the actions you're taking with your body and with your mind to unfold that path, clear path for yourself. And so that's really what I do with people. It's like, okay, here are these we are stuck in this category. How do we come into alignment? And what is it that you have to let go of? What is it that you have to shift in your life to let go of this out of balanceness, right? And bring you into alignment so that when you're moving forward, you're not second guessing everything. You're not questioning, is my value determined by this one single moment? Or you know, am I trying to control everything? Or do I not have any control? or is this too chaotic or is this overwhelming, right? And, and then to go into the water element, right? The water element, the virtue of water is wisdom, right? And then it's sustainable resources and solid concentration, not scattered concentration. And we have to understand in order to have the deepest wisdom, we cannot be all over the place. We have to be like fully present with what's alive and well inside of us and also understand that we can't scatter our resources. Um, and so scattering resources body-wise is the person who just like, I have a friend who like climbs these huge gigantic mountains without harnesses, right? That's scattering resources at some point. It hasn't happened yet, but it will, right? You're just chancing it every time. And so we can do that physically or we can do that within our organization and business right? Chancing it every time and, and just living in total fear that the next thing is going to put us out of business or the next thing is going to 
you know, blow up these relationships that are really important as far as like sustainability in the, in the business. Um, and so we have someone who's like either obsessed with con, con like on one pole, it's like obsessed with conservation, really tightly penny pinching, um, rigorous do dogma, and like also a sense of like total hibernation, like don't really move a lot. Like we're just gonna like stay right here and freeze because then nothing else happens, right? And so on the complete opposite is my friend who does the rock climbing, right? Is like recklessness. So scatters resources, gets lost in fantasy and um, is like extravagant and wasteful, right? And so wasteful in ways that it like blows a resource, whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's energy, whether whatever it is, just throw caution to the wind, let's do it. And you can only live like that for so long before something catches up with you, right? So we have to understand, oh, am I working in my deepest wisdom, climbing 50,000 feet with no rope or no harness? Probably not. And that might sound judgmental, but like if we look at the overall picture, we understand like, no, no we can't do that. <laughs> we can't do that for so long without and sustain ourselves. Right. When you add sustainability into the mix, it changes yeah. the answer. Yeah. 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 You can do that as long as your body holds out until it doesn't. Yeah, or until the until the rock holds Something out, happens. or until the um, those people who do those body suits where they fly off cliffs because they're a little airplane. Like one day you're going to fly into the side of the mountain, and like every documentary shows that, but people keep doing it. It's like okay. <laughs> I know. I get that. I do get this. Like, well, maybe gravity won't work this time. Let me just try one more time. Yeah. Yeah, I exactly. think gravity is taking a break. <laughs> exactly. Um, so did I circle back around to your question or did I answer it? Um, you started to. So um, I'm just knowing that there are going to be some folks who want to understand this differently. Um, and I don't know, you talked a bit, but this is the work you do with people. But I don't know what that work is like other than the examples you've given. So okay. Say someone wants to dip their toe in it, they want to experience you personally and the kind of work you do. Um, how would that look? How could people reach you? Those types of things, um, okay. Ricky, do you have anything coming up? Yes, so individually to work with me, we would, the way that we unpack all of those stories is I literally do a two hour intake and we start at like the time of your birth. We talk about the kind of pregnancy your mother had. We um, talk about what your formative years look like, what your adolescent years look like, what your early adulthood looks like, the types of relationships you had with your parents, your siblings, your early relationships. And we really start to see which elements are super out of balance and need to come into alignment. And then what we do from that point is we start to get more nuanced, right? We get nuanced in the areas of body, of mind and in spirit. So um, with one client who was, who was like a lawyer, a young lawyer, who was completely overwhelmed all the time, had no relationship with body. And so we had to change relationship with body through nutrition and through exercise that impacted the way that she worked, right? And the way that she said yes and no to things and the way that she, um, because earth tendency is to like revisit, revisit, revisit. And the way that she did cases was revisit, 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 but to what end? And so we had to put some boundaries there, right? 
So that's an earth element. We have to put some boundaries. With the water element, we have to actually really tap into the deeper wisdom and say, okay, what can you do with this powerful gift of wisdom that you have? And like, how are you translating it out into the world versus just like serving right here and like living either in that state of fear or in that state of recklessness? Um, and recklessness can also be a spiritual or a mind issue where you're just tearing yourself apart, right? Um, and so those boundaries are a little different. Um, so that's how you work with me personally. And uh, you can go to my website, Ricky Lee, R-I-K-K-I-L-E-E.co. Um, and you can write me an email. Uh, my email is Ricky at Ricky Lee.co. And then if any of these have really like hit a trigger for you um, in the relationship department in about a month or at the end of this month, I'm going to be releasing a group membership around divorce and unpacking those emotions um, together. Because when we're in community and we are unpacking these things that we're all going through, we feel supported and we feel like we're not the only ones feeling these feelings. And um, it's a really powerful thing. So if you're interested in joining that group, I want you to go to your inbox right now and type me an email, ricky at rickylee.co, and just say, please add me to the wait list for divorce elevation. Um, and I'll get back to you in like, a, it'll start in a couple of weeks, but uh, I'll write back to you and let you know I got your email and that I've added you to the list and that I'll be in touch soon. <laughs> Thanks, Ricky. And on that note, I also wanna offer people um, if you want, so this is being broadcast live, but I'm also going to run it through a different program. So if you want to revisit this video and search by a word or something that Ricky said, if you email me, um, I will send you a link to that once it has all the coding embedded in it so that you can search it because it becomes a really valuable tool. Say Ricky talked about metal or something really resonated with you rather than having to listen to the whole thing again, which I will leave up on Facebook. Um, you'll be able to search it. So just send an email to me at sarah at sarahbox.com and just say Ricky's video. And I'll make sure you get a link to that. I'll know what it means. I will send you that link. And I'll also let Ricky know you have that link. So just that's a simple thing to do. And I'm happy to do that. And I will also, if you do that, though, I'm going to add you that you're interested in Ricky's video. So I'm also going to track that so that if something in the future comes up that I think fits with this growth and development, we can let you know that too. So either way, um, there's support for you. And I, Ricky, I just want to end by saying it, you're so true what you said about being in community um, with people. They don't have to be like you, but it's that ability to understand where someone is and hold space for them, even though that's not your experience, and to know that your feelings are not abnormal, yeah. you know, and that, you know, we're either at our best or we're out of whack. You know, and that there's, that's my, that's my non-traditional um, yeah. language, but it's like, we're either in alignment or we're not, you yeah. know, and we just don't always know which side we swung to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and on this one little note, I'll say, okay, that pendulum swing that I keep talking about, right? So if you find yourself in one area, it's also this other area and that um, each of these compensations, right, for the virtue will will in your head make sense. But really when we're in alignment with virtue, we're actually really free. And um, that's the thing that I just wanted to end with because I didn't say it, I don't think. Um, 
but it's been so wonderful to be here. And thank you so much for inviting me to be with your group. Well, um, I appreciate it. It's such value. And I know that just from my conversations, the interviews I do on podcasts and the other training, it's a question that comes up for people and more and more today, just like when you talked about the prolonged um, effects of the pandemic and COVID and the uncertainty about what's happening in the future, yeah. it's important for people to know that A, they're not alone and that you can feel better than you do. Yeah, you can, definitely. Oh, it was so good to see you. It was good to see you. And I know I'll be seeing you again. You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.